Hey everyone, Mike Simmons here coming to you from a mountaintop in northern New Hampshire where I'm spending Labor Day weekend with my kids uh, before we get back to it and get back into school. This is the Yearbook Wise podcast and uh, I'm happy to announce that we've got a little bit of a different offering coming to you today. Uh, a peek behind the scenes, a little bit of a story behind the story, uh, but more on that in a moment. Uh, first up, I want to share with you that um, as I get back into school, I'm going to uh, be doing a little bit less with the podcast uh, just until we get grounded and things are moving with my own staff. I'm sure you can uh, relate to that, all you teachers out there, and good luck to those of you who, uh, like me, are, are just getting back to it now. Um, but the pace may slacken off uh, a little bit. I promise you I'm not going anywhere, just trying to put first things first and uh, get off to a good start with the school year with my own kids, uh, my staff uh, at school, and certainly my own children at home. Um, Coming up, we've got episodes on photography, uh, everything from photography equipment to tips and tricks for composition. Uh, I know from talking to a lot of you that uh, many advisors uh, don't come from a photo background. Um, advisors have shared with me at workshops and conventions that it's often one of the places where they are the weakest, um, especially if they come, uh, say, from an English uh, teaching background or, or something like that. And that's not a knock on all of you English teachers out there, but uh, we'll have some offerings there for you in the not too distant future. We're also gonna be talking about how to critique uh, your staff and work through uh, needs and, and work-based issues. Uh, everything from cover design to uh, copy to photography, uh, spread design. Uh, gonna to talk to some of the experts out there on how they handle critique and feedback in their labs. Also gonna be talking to uh, Matthew Laporte in the next couple of weeks uh, out of Nevada. Uh, he is a guru uh, when it comes to book sales and business plans and marketing. And I'm really looking forward to having him on the podcast and, and share of his expertise uh, and, and experience on all things business related. Remember that if you want to reach out, you can reach me at iteachyearbook at gmail.com or you can find the podcast on Twitter at, at yearbookwise. That's yearbook, W-H-Y-S. And uh, of course, if you're listening already, you found the direct links, but you can share the podcast at Apple iTunes or anywhere you download your podcast. We'd love to have you uh, give a couple stars and a review over at Apple iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. For this episode, uh, I'm excited to try something new. This was uh, based on some of the survey feedback I got back in July, and people were asking uh, for uh, an opportunity to get a sense of how staffs did what they did uh, with their coverage. And so I reached out to uh, two staffs of two of the books in the class of 2018 that I really enjoyed. And uh, I was able to speak with two of the editors involved in those books and uh, spent some time talking with them about, uh, again, what went into uh, two particular spreads. Now, to really maximize this episode, you're going to want to be in front of a screen, uh, maybe not the entire time that you're listening, but you're going to want to take a glance, uh, at least, to get a sense of the books before we dive in on the conversation. Um, I'm going to give you a link uh, here. I'll repeat it twice. And it's also in the description of the episode. Uh, but if you go to this link, you'll see the files uh, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, they're all JPEGs, so you could look at these on a mobile device or a laptop or a desktop. Um, and I want to encourage you to uh, focus on the two spreads that have the words this one uh, included in them. You'll see what I mean when you get to the folder. Uh, here's the link for you. It's at tinyurl.com slash ybkwhy. EP20, which is shorthand for Yearbook Y, Episode 20. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash ybkwhyep20. 
20, your book why episode 20. Go to that folder. It's at Dropbox. And uh, in particular, you're going to be looking at the two spreads that are uh, that have in, the, in their file name, uh, this one.jpg. Uh, but you'll also see spreads uh, and cover and theme design from both books so that uh, you're not going into it cold. You'll have a sense of, of what these staffs were working towards and uh, what was in the um, you know, in the in the playbook and, and the toolbox for them as they created uh, really what I think are, are two of the best of the books in the country from 2018. So first up, you're going to hear from Amanda Kowalski from Longmont High School. Uh, in the Dropbox folder, you're going to want to look for the file uh, Longmont, page two and three, this one, dot JPEG. And uh, after my conversation with Amanda, you will hear from Texas's uh, Brianne Jackson. Uh, look for the arena uh, book, from Legacy High School, page 36 and 37, also tagged with a thisone.jpg. Uh, and again, I'd encourage you to look at the other files provided in that Dropbox uh, folder so that you get a sense of, uh, of the overall look and structure and feel and tone of, uh, of these two just outstanding books. This is the uh, first of what I hope to be many uh, How'd They Do That episodes. I would love to have some feedback uh, after you're able to listen and take a look. And uh, again, certainly reach out uh, via email or on Twitter uh, to, uh, to let me know how you liked it. But uh, without further ado, here is uh, How'd They Do That with Amanda Kowalski and Brianne Jackson. So let's dive into it. If you could um, introduce yourself and the, the role that you played on staff last year, your school, the, the, give, give us the whole rundown. Introduce yourself, your school, the book. Where, where were you at? Uh, yeah, so I'm Amanda Kowalski. I was the editor-in-chief last year at Longmont High School. Um, I was the junior editor-in-chief the year before. So my role was basically to oversee all of the design uh, and photography. And then my co-EIC did all of the writing. Um, and then we would come together and kind of see how those two were meshing um, with the tone of the writing, the tone of the, of the design. So, yeah, that's kind of my role, what I did. But And help yes. me out with the, the, the pronunciation of the name of the book. Uh, it's it's not that simple. Um, and it's the preem. <laughs> the preem. Got it. The preem. Yeah. yeah. And then the theme, the theme you said uh, for 2018 is it's not that simple. And where yeah. did the verbal for that come from originally? Um, yeah, so Lama High School is 118 years old, I believe, this year, um, and it's a super uh, sports school. So all of its traditions, or I shouldn't say all, most of its traditions are rooted around our boys varsity football team, our basketball team, and our volleyball team. So it can sometimes come across as though uh, those were the only three things we were good at uh, was sports, um, whereas a lot of us on yearbook staff were kind of frustrated with that because even though some of us were athletes, like myself included, we were all very, very diverse in our interests and we excelled at a lot of different things. Our music programs are award-winning. Our drama program was award-winning. Like we were really, really good at a lot of other stuff, not just sports. Um, and we kind of had a reputation in the community as just a sports school. And basically it's not that simple came from us kind of being like, no, we're not just a sports school. It's not that simple. Like we're so much more, uh, we have so much more to say about Longmont than just what kind of has been placed and given to us. And we wanted to change that and let everyone That's know awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> that Longmont was actually to... a really cool school. Did it no, come from um, your, your, your books at the beach in California? Uh, no, actually it was at um, journalism camp at 
CU Boulder. Um, oh, uh, RMJ, yeah. Rocky Mountain Journal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Yeah, absolutely fantastic program. So uh, for people who are listening, uh, because this is the first time we're doing this with an episode, you guys are going to want to open up in the file that I provided to you in the intro. Um, this is the Longmont spread. It's page two and three. It's the opening of Amanda's book from 2018. It's got the marching band uh, members uh, playing trumpet says, so you think you know Longmont. Um, so that's the spread that you're going to want to uh, have open as we talk about this. Um, Amanda, unpack for the listeners a little bit where this um, opening, and this was a single opening uh, for your book, right? Just one spread? Yeah, just one spread. Okay. So um, I mean, what, yeah, where did it come from? <laughs> well, that's kind of a harder question. Um, it definitely came from a lot of places. The opening was probably the hardest part of are us kind of getting rolling with our book because we knew we wanted it to be simple, um, kind of contrary to our theme statement. We wanted to be simple in the fact that we wanted it in your face, like very blunt, very um, kind of impossible to misunderstand what how we were coming across. Okay. Um, and so that's why we decided to do a one spread opening because we wanted to be like kind of quick and dirty kind of deal. <laughs> right. But right. Um, so we knew we wanted strong verbal visual connection for sure. Um, and so for the photo, actually, we planned it very, very uh, kind of intricately. Um, we stumbled across an inspiration um, on Pinterest, I want to say, of a trumpet player with words coming out of the face of its trumpet. And that okay. really called to us um, because it really connected to our theme of that we knew we didn't want a sports photo or like a crowd shot because that's not what our theme was. We wanted to show that we weren't a sports, just a sports school. Um, so we wanted our music program. So we chose um, our uh, marching band and one of our, our trumpet leads. Um, and we went for that shot. We actually had our photographers practice three or four times uh, during class working on that shot. And with those photos, we wanted, we were so obsessed with kind of graphic elements at the time. We were like, working with Photoshop effects, with brushes and dispersion effects, and just none of them were working. None of them looked good. We were getting really frustrated. And so we actually got the shot at the football game, um, and we up uploaded it into InDesign, made it a full bleed, um, and we knew we wanted the picture to be as it was. We didn't want to edit it in Photoshop or InDesign or anything like that because the photo was great. Um, right. And so then we knew that we had to make the type just as – eye-catching as the photo was um, and that's kind of where the type packaging came in so we ended up using three different fonts with that and <laughs> that was actually probably the most difficult part was blending the three fonts together in a way that carried the tone that we were going for without making it like unreadable because you always want readability with whatever type of type packaging you're doing so on that left hand side we had that huge so you think you know longmont which was really just that like slap in the face this is our tone this is what you're going to be seeing for the rest of this book like this is what you should expect um and that carried on through the left side or the right side which is the crazy text coming out of the trumpet it's just super playful um almost humorous in the fact of like how the text is uh, angled, how it's super like almost squiggly, <laughs> um, right. yeah. and how it yeah. interacts with the doodles that we have right alongside um, the kind of uh, superlatives we have assigned for Longmont High School, like mixed in through that copy. I'm sure as, as you guys were looking at this as a, as a staff, um, to me, this, this feels like if I met you in the lobby and I was like, oh, so this is Longmont, huh? This is it. You would be like smack, like you think it's just some blue and white jerseys and a, and a bunch of old trophies, right? Like emphatic, you know. There, there is a, 
there's like a, I don't even want to say effervescence because that sounds like sweet, but just there is like an in your face, like yeah. staking your Almost claim kind of to this. Angry. Not angry, but like assertive, like we're done Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you, you've got us through the voice of it, um, and I, and I want to keep keep us moving through through unpacking this. Um, and you hit the the picture stuff already. Um, I know that you carry the type uh, all the way through, mm-hmm. but I think the thing that's sticking um, and and the voice and the tone, you, you guys, this is a beautiful book, by the way. You oh, guys should be so super much. super proud. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely one of my favorites. And I was in the presentation with you in San Francisco when you presented it um, as a just a side story. There's another school in the country that used a similar or the same inspiration piece, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunny Hills High School. We had the exact same inspiration and our books turned out totally different, <laughs> which is actually- And it was a, uh, it, it was an ad for a music festival, if I remember, like either yeah, a brochure or a poster. A, a reggae music festival. <laughs> okay, in, in Brazil though, I think, and so yeah, it was in yeah, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, we obviously amazing. didn't take any English out of that, but the color palette, right, right. yeah. So it was good. And, and kind of those brush, the, 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 the orange brush behind the it's not and the behind the yeah. sim of simple um, yeah, that came from there as well. Yeah. The, all the paint strokes, we call them strokes and swatches. Um, yeah. And then even the kind of the layout uh, is similar to our title page as well um, with that okay. big stroke going down. And yeah, we took a, quite a few design elements from that actually. And the simple fractured like that three letters and three letters, is that something that you carried out with other words throughout? Uh, yeah, uh, in all, almost all of our mods uh, on every spread, there is at least one mod on the page that has that kind of broken look, um, or I believe we also do it in some of our headline packages as well. Awesome. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, um, and I think this is the, the thing that I'm, I'm most uh, positively hung up, or let's say enamored with, <laughs> is this stuff that looks like it's illustrated. You guys, this is not downloads. Oh, this was no. a kid on your staff, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so not just a kid, almost every okay. kid on staff drew a doodle at one really? point or another. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, it okay. Was, so let's unpack was, this a little bit. <laughs> it is a process. So at first, when we first started doing this at uh, Rock Mountain Journalism Camp, I had my laptop. I didn't have any other tools. Um, and actually, it's the same way we designed the font, uh, the doodle font on the opening as uh-huh. well. Um, so you basically just have to find... Uh, hang on one second. I'm going to interrupt you again. Is that doodle font an actual typeable font? You guys did that whole upload and create your own font thing? No. Yeah. Well, we didn't do the upload, create your own font. We hand drew okay. every single letter and then saved it to our own library and then uploaded them as images as we needed them. Oh, um, so you placed them and built the words. You didn't yeah, type it. No, which was painful, cool. but worth great. it. <laughs> yep, no, uh, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So uh, back to the illustrations. Okay, Sorry. Yeah, so the doodles uh, were all done by hand, either on a Mac or on an iPad. So the first five weeks of uh, basically the first semester, we did them all on our, our computers in InDesign using the pencil tool, um, going line by line, like tracing over clip art that we had downloaded that was free to use for public um, and that was really painful <laughs> learning yeah. how to group and ungroup and yep. line widths and colors. And that was really hard. We had a whole uh, InDesign spread, uh, not that didn't never went in the book, but it was literally just called doodles. And we had hundreds of doodles just like all over it. Um, wow. and then Miss G, uh, my advisor, Miss Gorenstein actually found an app called Adobe create cause she had an okay. iPad plus. Um, and we used an Apple pen and used that, which was much more easier because we could actually hand draw them instead of clicking. Um, 
it made the doodles a lot more uh, detailed and was a lot easier to upload in the into the computer. It was a lifesaver. So that yeah. was really, really nice to have. <laughs> and they're all, I mean, I just want to draw attention to, to what the, um, to what the listeners are seeing in front of them. Uh, bottom left, uh, it says, and I'm going to say his name wrong, but is it, is it Gebert's or the math, the math yeah, teachers? Gebert, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Gebert, yeah. Okay. So there's Gebert's mathematicians and Hernan's politicians, yep. Starbs, which I'm assuming is Starbucks, because <laughs> right underneath it, there's a Starbucks cup exactly. and Ziggy's rivals and so on. So, I mean, it's, uh, it, it maybe it's obvious to everybody listening, but I just I think it's lovely how you guys hit those visual verbal pairings. Um, you know the the slipping at the overhang when it snows. Um, to what extent did does this set up everything that we would see in the next you know two hundred pages or so? Are they always paired with what's going on? I mean they're they're always, they're purposeful, right? Yeah. Not just decoration. It's always visual verbal. We never wanted it to make to for it to be decoration because we were warned about that many many times. Um, by all the advisors that had seen our kind of theme plan. They're like, you don't want it to be decoration. And so we wanted it right. to always be driving some kind of content that was in either any of the mods, um, any of our main dominant packages, anything like that. We had to make it connect to the theme uh, uh, of the story. You probably heard that from a friend of the pod, Erin uh, Harris uh, from TJ, because yeah. she says that, <laughs> that illustrations and graphic elements, they need to be used well and used as unify, separate, yeah. emphasize, or, uh, oh shoot, I lost the other one. <laughs> you, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Not... Well, shoot, I'm going to have to edit. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave it in. I unify, separate, <laughs> emphasize. Oh, and direct and direct. I got it to direct go. attention. There we yeah. go. Whew, saved. Aaron will <laughs> never listen to the podcast again. Um, as you guys, uh, as you guys moved through this, what were some of the challenges that you faced? You talked about the illustrations and, and two, is this uh, two people working on this? Is this a whole bunch of eyes and hands? What's your process on a, on a spread like this? It's a feature, it's an opening. So I'm assuming it's editor level. Yeah, it's definitely editor level. Um, it took basically the whole first semester between all of us to kind of handle it. So we had, I want to say six, six editors, six editors. Um, the EIC, the other EIC and I mainly handled it with our lead photographer. Um, she was a junior at the time. And we kind of approached her and we were like, hey, this is the verbal tone we're going for. This is the visual and this is the photo we need. And nice. so that was kind of the base for it. But from there... Uh, me and the junior EIC, who I was teaching how to design at the time, when we were doing the type packaging, we stayed for five hours after school just to see if that type of packaging would actually work, if it was like a feasible right. thing we could do um, and have it not look terrible. <laughs> well, and it's, but it's not simple, right? Yeah, I mean, and, exactly. And if, if we went into the InDesign file on that right hand package, um, if you're looking at it right now, um, like where it says on the third line, take some notes. And then there's little hand, which again, I love. But what are the chances that take some and notes are, they're in at least two text boxes, if not three, right? Oh, you did a yeah. lot of this box by box. Yeah, um, we actually did the draw on a line tool in InDesign. So almost every single, oh, okay. like uh, every three words, I think we were doing at one point is on its own individually drawn line that we then turned blank. So you can't see it, right. but yeah, that was. But that's how you got that kind of organic flow, like exactly. it's handwritten. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. That that that's even better than I thought, which was you know <laughs> uh, 80, 87 text boxes all rotated just a little differently. No, that's a much smarter, much more efficient way to do that. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was... yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a screaming book. Um, it, it's absolutely lovely. Let me tell you, or let me ask you, I should say, uh, 
knowing what you know now about your workflow and all of the uh, blood, sweat, maybe occasional tears. Uh, there's no tears. crying in your book. Okay, there you go. Um, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. But knowing what you know now, you know what what advice would you have given Amanda of last September on on trying to accomplish something like this? What what is there a a, a shortcut that you wish you knew you had yeah. earlier, or was it that you just stick to it and it would get done? What what advice would you have for yourself? Um, yeah, definitely that more leaning towards the second one and that of that there is no short no shortcuts with this kind of book. I mean, a creative process for me is really just kind of a try something, see if it works. If it doesn't work, try something else. And with this kind of book that t kind of ended up being like 50 different attempts on one spread, just to see if we could get it right. And every single time it wasn't right, it was really, really frustrating because you start to feel like maybe we shouldn't have done this. It's so much work. Like what, maybe we should have done something more simple, <laughs> but right, right. Um, seeing the end product and seeing like how hard we all worked on that and just kind of like seeing that nothing else has really been done, like how we have done this. I am so yep. proud of it. And I, yeah, I would just tell my past self, like, hey, you just got to push through. <laughs> right, right. No, it, yeah. it, it brings to mind a story from my, my previous school, uh, same school district, but before we merged buildings. But I think it was our 2000, oh gosh, uh, third, 2013 book. Um, my lead designer literally designed 47 covers for the thing. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and, and she saved them all as, as independent files so that we had a, a workflow and we knew yeah where where she had been it was iteration right it was is do this now now just change this one, one thing. thing well that wasn't it and then now, yeah exactly it to all the 46 other things that you've done right, right? and see which one's right. better exactly so on, on the one hand i so feel you on that um <laughs> but i gotta say for for people who are listening and advisors who who want to be working with their staffs at this level i mean it it takes time and it's just sometimes you just got to grind it out um and the end result again amanda you guys should be so proud Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We are. We're very proud, especially for being kind of a three-year program. I mean, Miss Gorenstein really has just turned this whole ship around. So she really just awesome. did so much for us. So we're happy. We're so happy. So I'm going to give you um, last words and, and thank you for coming on the Yearbook Wise podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, um, but uh, if you want to give Miss G a, a little shout out here, uh, I'll turn the microphone over to you. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, Miss Gornstein is definitely the best thing that happened to me in high school. Uh, she showed me kind of where my niche was outside of being an athlete. She showed me all the things about graphic design that I had never known. And I realized that it was one of my passions. Um, so I guess all I can say is that to all these yearbook people, like don't ever underestimate your advisor. Like a lot of the times they're learning just as much as you are. And so like, don't be afraid to go up to them and be like, Hey, I want to try this out and I want you to help me with it. Or I want to teach you how to do this and see if we can work it into the book. Like I was working with Miss Gorenstein every single day on seeing how could we, how we could improve every single spread. And it was one of the best times for me. I had so much fun and I learned so much. Um, so yeah, definitely just be friends with your advisor. Sometimes they might drive you crazy, but they know what they're doing and they're so open <laughs> yeah. to being taught themselves. So yeah, that's basically all I've got to say about that. <laughs> I love it. And she is, she is very nearly one of a kind. Uh, she's oh. one of the, the just the fin finest advisors in the country. She's, she's great. Yeah. So, uh, 
Well, listen, uh, Amanda Kowalski of Longmont High School. Now of where? Where are you today? Colorado State University. Yeah. Excellent. For your first day of college, right? Yes. First day. <laughs> Congratulations. And thanks for making time for the podcast. I really appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. This was, this was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. All right, so joining me on another episode of the Yearbook Wise podcast for how they do that uh, is a student from Legacy High School down in Mansfield, Texas. Uh, Brianne, could you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Brianne Jackson. Uh, last year, I was Legacy High School's assistant yearbook editor, and this year I'm editor-in-chief. Um, I have been doing yearbook all four years of high school, and so... Excellent. And can you tell us a little bit about the, the book is the program's name is the arena, right? Yes. And tell, tell the listeners just a little bit about the program, maybe your, your advisor, you guys operate as a class. Um, yes, we do. So, um, our advisor is Leland Millett and, um, we also, our other advisor is Rachel Derringer. Um, our yearbook class meets once, uh, every other day we have block schedule here at legacy so we have periods one through four and then we also have another day for periods five through eight um and yearbook meets uh every fifth period so we see each other every other day um but doing a yearbook does take a little bit more time so we usually see each other after school as well yeah i get that and and uh, you told me in the run-up to the episode uh i asked about a part-time job and you you what did you say to me <laughs> <laughs> um well i would love to have a part-time job but your book kind of takes up that extra time <laughs> yeah your book it's you're doing it right that's great um just as, as an aside um and no rush but around this time next year are you thinking about college uh yes for sure i've started touring places and um i don't have any decisions made yet but do you think that your your book experience might inform a decision towards communications or design or journalism at all? Or are you going to be like a wildlife biologist? <laughs> um, I like your book, but I'm not sure if it's going to be something that I want to keep doing. Yeah. I have tons of ideas right now, so it could possibly be in the future, but I'm not positive. Well, listen, I asked you on the podcast today to talk about um, your 2018 book. Um, could you tell listeners a little bit about the theme and maybe where it came from? It's a play on the name of your school, correct? Yes. Take us through that. Okay, well, the um, theme of our book was part of the legacy. Um, and really just the um, reasoning behind that theme is just capturing um it got a little bit personal and you could really focus in on uh, the students and um, where they serve their part and um, just all the different things that make up our school. Um, our cover had uh, different cards on it that you could um, insert into the book and take out um, for like different clubs or organizations that the students were in. So we really just wanted to um, just focus in on all those different things um, making us as one. Yeah, and I, I want to unpack that just a little bit for the listeners. What Brian's talking about, it, it's a, I've never seen a cover like this, by the way. So kudos and compliments to you guys. Um, it in the in dead center, and maybe it's, I don't know, a, a five and a half by seven inch window or something like that. There's a transparent red plexiglass window. And then tucked in behind that on the inside from the end sheet, there's like a little pocket and you could 
um, change up different cards. The cards are actually photographs from your staff, right? Yes. So, and how did that, like, just talk us through real quick and, and I'll post a photo of this in the, um, in the folder for the episode where they're going to see the spread we're about to talk about, but um, how many, how many photo cards were created and, and how did they get distributed to students? Could students pick? Can you unpack that a little? Um, so basically we made cards for almost all of our organizations at our school. Um, some, we, we uh, put out the opportunity for the people in the organization to come in and kind of customize that card themselves. Um, so if we didn't receive like any response or anything, they didn't have a card, but um, people would come in and tell us what they wanted on that card and they were able to really personalize it. And um, it's, it's that chance for them to kind of say what they want in the yearbook. Um, and those cards, we would, when they came in, we had to put them in all of the books um, ourselves. So we would go through a list of um, all the students at our school and what they were involved in. And we did it um, by hand and then passed out the books that way. Okay. So, so real, real yearbook talk for a second. And I think the copy that I've got um, from Millette has, I think maybe three different cards. How, how many did each book come with? Um, well, it depended on what the student was involved in. Um, so, oh, so, so it wasn't just three, like could a kid get 10 or yes. If the kid was in 10 different clubs. Oh my um, goodness. Yes. And so, I, okay. This, sorry, Brian, this just got way cooler. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off, but I, I thought, I thought this was, um, you got three random cards so that you could learn about the girls soccer team and learn about Stuco. Like this, this is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, we did have one basic cover that everyone got that wasn't a card, and it was just behind that plexiglass. So if a student wasn't involved in anything, they would still have a cover. Um, but say, like, for me, I'm in yearbook and I'm in drill team. So whenever I get my yearbook, I got a yearbook card and a drill team card. Yeah, this is, I mean, we should just talk about this for the rest of the episode, but then everybody, uh, everybody in America is going to want to rip off the idea this is absolutely brilliant. How did this, uh, how did the school uh, handle it? How did they react to it on distribution day? Um, they, I mean, they really liked it whenever they were getting the books. They, I hope so. They thought it was cool that they could really see um, a part of like what they were involved in and like those cards since they were so personalized. Um, we had all those uh, like organization leaders and people come in and help us make it so it was cool for them to be able to get that card that maybe had a inside joke on it or right. something like yeah. that yeah and and forgive me my, my cat was bothering me a moment ago when you first started talking about these and I, I shoot her out of the room but on the reverse of these images is uh, there's a there's a little you know there's a little remember when or there's a meet the captains or our favorite moments so there's actually content Yes. related to that group on the back. I've got a girls soccer and I think I've got the yearbook one. I, I may, maybe I'm looking at a picture of, of you and your team um, on, on the mm -hmm. side. This is, this is just, I'm almost speechless. I mean, this is just so cool. Um, and again, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, um, I'll, you're, you're in the folder right now and you can see pictures um, that, that I've shared. And Brian, thanks for taking us through that. Um, I want to get to another really neat spread that stuck out at me. Um, uh, Mr. Millette uh, sent this this uh, this book to me, and I got it in the mail a few weeks ago, and was going through. And we're up on page um, thirty six, thirty seven, and it's the What's in Style spread. Um, 
And one thing that I've always heard shared at NSPA, JEA conventions and things like that is it's so important and it's kind of obvious, right? Because it's in the name that the book has to reflect the year and fashion and style is a great way to do that, right? Because mm -hmm. you are a senior here in 2018, 19. I was a senior back in 1995, 1996, <laughs> and things were a lot different back then. Um, so to have a spread and feature a spread like this about fashion is is super important, super maybe obvious, but so cool to include in books. And I, I know that there's still a lot of stabs out there that are like, but we have to talk about homecoming and things like that. Um, you know, is a fashion spread like this, is this something that you guys often do uh, at, at Arena? Uh, yes, for sure. We usually try and cover um, the fashion at our school and what's trending. So maybe like that will be more on the media side, but we usually do have a fashion page every year. Yeah, I love it. And let's talk about this. So everybody on the, that's listening to the podcast has the opportunity to have this up in, uh, on screen in front of them, but it's kind of this checkerboard look. Um, you've got these pretty stylized um, photo. It, it looks like you did, I don't know, let me just get, so maybe about 20 photo shoots with students on black and white backdrops uh, with studio lighting. Um, let's start there with the photography. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory on this? And it looks like I mean, this was some work. Mm -hmm. um, so the original idea of the page and the creator of the page, uh, her name was Ashton Williams. And whenever she found this um, idea and decided to run with it, we originally weren't going to have this checkered pattern look, but she realized, well, we have two different backdrops and that would be really cool to have it just alternating. Um, and so we went ahead and uh, took all the photos and our photographers um, just toned the photos to make like the colors look as similar as possible. So. That's absolutely awesome. Is that photo resource, uh, that photo studio, is that right in your lab? Or was this in partnership with a photo um, uh, photojournalism instructor? Um, well, our photojournalism advisor, uh, Miss Rachel Derringer, she usually runs the photo side of things. Um, and we have our lab where we have uh, um, all of our yearbook and newspaper people. We all usually are in here. And then um, our photo students will go down to, um, we have two different rooms that are kind of across the school, <laughs> um, but we use those as our studios and have a setup in there. Um, they're just like regular classrooms where we keep uh, backdrops and everything. So Got it. And as people are looking at the spread um, over on the right-hand side, the top left of the right-hand side, there's a list of these um, 17 fashions, a sports jersey, spirit overalls, uh, cowboy boots, a cargo jacket, a thrift t-shirt. Do you know a, a little bit about how the staff um, settled on those 17 trends and, and, and identified those as this is what we need to shoot? Um, well... When Ashton was uh, making the spread, we usually when we have spreads, we usually have like one person assigned to it. So whenever she was uh, making this spread, she just compiled a big list of um, current fashion trends and kind of brainstormed what people around our school wear. Um, and then we, uh, whenever we had these people put on the page, they were either just um, random people in the hallway that uh, we found wearing the trends or um, we tracked down people who hadn't been in the book yet because um, it's important that we just cover everyone who uh, buys a book. So she went through and found either of those random people that already had the um, uh, fashion pieces on or just people that um, we needed to get in and we knew that probably would wear those things. 
I, I love that. And and looking at the following page, because um, I've got the book out in front of me, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll probably include this in the folder as well, 3839, it's your pets spread, if that rings a bell. And on that, there's a four-column story. You know, It looks to be about maybe 250 words or so. But back to the style spread, uh, for copy and, and, uh, and coverage, there's just three uh, quotes uh, from Brandon, uh, Macy, and Cameron. Can you talk to me a little bit about that decision on, on that spread, I know it was Ashton's to, to develop, but just three quotes versus, let's say, you know, a sidebar story about fashion, um, or maybe not specifically to this spread, but maybe talk about the book in general. You guys really mix it up with your coverage and copy, right? Sometimes quick hits and sometimes longer stories. Yeah. Um, usually that depends on uh, what we're covering. Um, so like for the fashion spread, uh, a lot of that stuff really just speaks for itself. And um, it's cool to have that like magazine look where people can see rather than read sometimes if it sure. um, works with what you're covering. So um, on this fashion spread, we still included coverage and quotes and everything here and there because it's a yearbook and you need that. But um, we really wanted to make it uh, like a magazine as best we could. So Yeah. And it sounds like um, my words, not yours, but you, you almost said in there, like, if he's wearing a jean jacket, it's obvious he's wearing a jean jacket. You don't need to say, you know, here's Jaden Evans posing in a jean jacket, right? It's a little bit yeah. obvious. Um, those those three quotes though work and the design is is just beautiful uh, i mean typographically it's linked through to the rest of your book i mean you guys make very intentional choices here um, the book brianne overall is just absolutely gorgeous congratulations on a, on a, just a gorgeous one um, mm -hmm. absolutely um do you know about challenges um that that came out of out of developing this spread i know it's a, a flashback to, to last year or again maybe spreads like it you said one person's in charge of a spread um to what extent is that you know in consultation with other people just kind of checking in and making sure it's doing the things that it needs to do is, is that through staff and editor meetings or, or might there have been other challenges um well ashton was the other assistant editor last year and then okay. um our last year's editor-in-chief, uh, we had co-editor-in-chief, um, it was Anna Roberts and Ashley Owen, and um, Ashton, like, did most of the designing, and I know that whenever she was making it, she really, like, had had struggled with making all those lines, everything just lining up perfectly, because they were all different boxes and everything, um, but usually once a spread is done, our editor-in-chief will go through and um, make those edits and uh make it look how it's supposed to and do those last minute things to it. So that's awesome. And listen, in, in your leadership role as the, the executive of, of the arena um, this year, editor in chief, correct? Mm -hmm. So what kind of advice would you share with a staff or an advisor, um, a listener to the, the podcast who wants to explore a spread like this? And to be very clear, I don't, I don't want to see another um, staff take this idea and, and rip it off, right? And use yours as inspiration for theirs. They need to go seek their own inspiration. Is that is that, do you think the best place to start is that inspiration hunt? Yeah, for sure. I think um, what makes spreads like this so cool is the fact that it's so different and in your face. Um, and I think the advice I would, would give is to not be afraid to do something like this um, because it can be done and it can be successful. You just have to go in with the mindset that you're going to be able to make something that's kind of crazy at first, but it'll be good in the end. 
if you put in um, the work that it needs. Yeah. And you, and you guys, <laughs> y'all are definitely not afraid because if you leave through your book and, and I've seen many of your books over the years, I mean, you, you guys are not template based. It's always like you, you don't know what's around uh, the next page turn. And I love that because it's such uh, it, it engages the audience, right? You, you leave me curious and seeking and wanting more with every page turn. And um, I, I, I love it. I love getting your books in the mail. Uh, I always look forward to it. And uh, again, I just want to say congratulations to you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, uh, listen, uh, while I've got you, um, Rachel and Leland, your two advisors, are two of the best there are out there. Um, you've got the microphone. You want to give them a shout out here on the podcast real quick? Uh, for sure. Um, yeah. I think a lot of us probably wouldn't be having as much fun as we do if they weren't here um, a lot of times they'll tell you that uh, all of the students kind of run the show around here and we do most of the work, but um, our motivation comes from them. And uh, I'm just like really grateful to have them leading us because uh, they've made this program what it is and we all have fun around here. And um, today is also Millet's birthday. So <laughs> go, go tell them happy birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, Brian Jackson, editor-in-chief of the Arena Yearbook at Legacy High School, uh, talking to us today about the style spread from the 2018 book, Part of the Legacy. Um, it's brilliant work. I can't wait to see what you guys have cooking this year. And uh, Brian, thanks for taking time on the podcast today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Amanda and Brienne and uh, a little bit about the, the background on the production of the Priam and Arena yearbooks out of Longmont, Colorado uh, and uh, down there in Texas, uh, Mansfield, Texas. Just uh, fantastic staffs advised by uh, some of, like I said, the best in the business. Uh, those girls and those staffs are, are really lucky to, uh, to be working with the advisors they are. If you liked this episode, uh, I'd love to hear about it uh, and, and know that, uh, that perhaps you out in the audience would enjoy more of these. Um, I also want to send a special note of thanks uh, to you, whether you're a first-time listener or a subscriber. Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, we'll be knocking on 13,000 listens since January. And um, I got to tell you, I, I started this as just a, a little side project because it was on my heart. But uh, hearing back from you that... Uh, that you're using it in your own labs or finding some inspiration and in hearing from other advisors. Uh, it, it really uh, it means a lot to me to know that you guys are out there listening and enjoying it. I uh, don't want to lose sight of uh, our other friends who are out here in the podcast space. Uh, it doesn't matter who you work with, but there's lots of great content out there uh, from Herf Jones, the Mind the Gutter uh, podcast, and from the Wallsworth Yearbook Podcast Network. Uh, you've got Ask Mike and Yearbook Chat with Jim. On the drive out here uh, from New York to New Hampshire, I listened to Jim's conversation with Lori Oglesby, uh, retired advisor down in Texas, uh, a master of the craft when it comes to writing and uh, working her students and staffs through uh, peer editing and, and just putting together some, some fantastic writing. It is a must listen episode for uh, yearbook and journalism advisors out there. So I definitely encourage you to, uh, to look it up. Uh, for now, though, friends, uh, we're going to settle into a, a nice weekend in the mountains, and uh, I wish you well this Labor Day weekend. Take some time for yourselves and enjoy. For now, good luck. Be well. We'll talk soon. <laughs>